Real Men Feel with Andy Grant encourages men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been told, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to engaging in discussions that most men aren't having, but all men can benefit from. If you would like a one-on-one conversation to help you get clear on what you want in life and what's in your way of getting there, visit theandygrant.com slash talk and book a no-obligation, no-cost appointment. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. Now let's get to it. Hello and welcome to another edition of Real Men Feel. I'm very happy that you are tuning in today because today is our 200th episode. Holy smokes. I mean, I, I really can't believe that. Um, when I started this program with my co-host Apio back in 2016, you know, the goal was let's get to three shows before I quit. <laughs> like that was really what was happening. Um, so today we're going to have a party. We're going to have chicks and guns and fire trucks and hookers and yoo-hoo. <laughs> no. Um, what we're going to do is actually talk about porn, right? Uh, the big P, right? Pornography, something most, if not all men experience to some degree, but probably don't talk about. My guest today is certified mindfulness counselor, Matt Sinkovitz, and his mission is helping men liberate themselves from porn addiction so they can eliminate depression, reclaim their power, and create lives worth living. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks so much for having me, Andy. It's a pleasure to be here, brother. Cool, cool. Um, you know, as my, talking to you prior to the show, this has been a subject I've wanted to talk about, you know, for as long as the show's been on. I've, I've had a number of, in fact, it's, it's always been female relationship coaches and actually even some sex workers on that talk about the healthy value of, of porn and what it can bring to relationships and, and to not keep it secret and to be open about, you know, your sexuality and your kinks and all this sort of thing. So, um, first off, do, do you find that, that porn is just bad? Is it just, is it just bad news for everybody? Is it detrimental to all people? Yeah, good question. I actually don't take that, uh, that approach to it. That's really not my perspective. I don't judge it. Um, some people seem to, um, have a healthy relationship with it. Either it's not, it's never been an issue for them. They just aren't really, they're not, they don't really gravitate toward it or they maintain a healthy uh, relationship with it, either in their personal lives or within their relationships. And that's fine, man. You know, we just kind of, we just kind of exist. I started doing this work because some men do uh, have this toxic relationship with it, sort of a, a compulsive or addictive type quality with it. And it really has toxic effects in their life. And that's really who we do our work for. And that seems to be, um, you know, most of the men that comprise our community. Cool. So this this isn't about um, breaking a, a bond to porn based on religious or moral grounds of, of, no. of you as a coach at all. No, it's really just if, if, if it doesn't work for you and you can't seem to get it out of your life, you know, then we're here. Yeah. All right. Cool. So yeah. what are some signs that someone's use of pornography has has crossed over into some level of abuse? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good question. I would say. I really like I, I like to direct the guys, the member of our the members of, of, of our community to go in and kind of gauge. Sometimes they'll come into our um, to our online forum and maybe they'll they'll they're trying to get a feel from, you know, is porn healthy for me? Does porn work for me? Um, is it something I should uproot or eliminate from my life? I always direct it back to you. Like, what is your experience with it? Um, some of the common signs or symptoms of, of maybe that someone may be experiencing who maybe the relationship is not very healthy or good for them. 
um, depression, remorse, um, fear or anxiety, um, regret, um, if they're hiding their, their pornography use, if it's, if it's consuming a lot of their time, if maybe they're uh, using porn several times a day or a week and then they're feeling disconnected within their uh, relationship or their marriage, or maybe they're not being intimate with their partner. Uh, maybe they're spending a lot of money. Maybe they're having maybe like some sort of extramarital affair with it or through, you know, through those online venues. Those would be a couple indicators. Yeah, just general, general unhealthy kind of effects or, yeah. So, so it's much more uh, recognize it in, in yourself, like feeling discomfort, feeling like, wow, this isn't what I thought it was or I'm, I'm discovering yeah. I'm way too much time on this. So it's, it's exactly. uh, uh, I guess, uh, no, I don't want to use well, I'm going to use it. <laughs> I don't like the term. I don't like the idea of diagnosing and labeling, but there, there is, there's got to be some sort of self acceptance of an issue. Yeah. You just kind of know it. You just kind of know it. And, and I think when you're younger, you don't recognize it as much, but I think as you, as you, as you maybe at least this was me and my experience, as I grew and matured, as I, as I grew and matured more spiritually, as I grew into more like leadership type positions, yeah, I just kind of began to recognize it wasn't in alignment with me. Mm. And I was having these kind of negative or adverse um, feelings or um, experiences afterward, you know, yeah, or in association with, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you find that watching porn is somehow part of the all-American image of masculinity? It seems like it certainly seems like it's, it's a natural, it's a normal part of the journey or nor part of, of the, uh, of, of the male experience. Yeah, I would, I would say so. I don't know if it's like a, I don't know how healthy it is, but you know, it definitely seems to be like part of the narrative, you know, and yeah, pretty, pretty commonly accepted and expected. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause it almost seems like, like I'm, I, it's hard. I, I can't recall growing up that someone was picked on or made fun of or anything because they use porn. It was more right. of the opposite. If you didn't, like, you know, then, oh, what's wrong with you, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, interestingly. So, um, you know, what's your experience with porn? Did it start at a young age? Did you have your own problem and then went into helping yourself and helping others? Or how, how did this all come about for you? Yeah, I, I, think, I think like most people that end up in some sort of service-oriented work, or a lot of people, it often stems from their own experience, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think like most guys probably in my early teens, or somewhere in that ballpark, you know, introduced to porn through a friend, or you see something online, or you find something around, and then you kind of get into it. And uh, again, like I think, like a, like a lot of guys, you know, our our early experiences are oftentimes uh, innocent. You know, you don't really realize what you're getting yourself into. But yeah, you know, just kind of using it and and being around it and going to it, you know, throughout my my teen years. And then, you know, up into your 20s and even 30s, you know, and after a while, you kind of realize that it's something that's kind of part of your regular life and kind of a part of your regular, I don't, I don't know, go-to, one of your go-to soothing mechanisms, one of your go-to drugs, if you will, you know? Yeah. So, so that was really it for me. Just it, it was, it was a part of my life and it was, it was, it was normal and it was fine for a lot of my life, but there became a, a time when I realized I uh, I couldn't get out of my life. Right? It, I would I continued to go back to it, you know, and I didn't want to. Um, but yeah, it was really just a result of my own personal experience, and also tuning into the conversations around me and recognizing that there's a that there were a lot of guys probably also going through it. You know, you kind of hear, but also just kind of knowing that it's not something a lot of guys could talk about. Mm. You know, so I just at at one time I was doing some work with my uh, with one of my coaches, and really just kind of doing some work around keying in on on who and how I was most qualified to, to serve. And I kind of identified that like sexuality was a theme that, that uh, continued to come up in my life. 
and was the cause of a lot of uh, suffering for me and a lot of my own personal angst as I, as I grew and um, really keyed on this issue of porn as it was something for me that I dealt with all throughout my life and had gotten resolved for myself and just kind of knew that there was just so many guys that were dealing with it. Um, and um, yeah, just kind of knowing by like coming out and sharing my own story around it, you know, it would, it would give permission to other, other guys to come, come into the conversation and, and be willing to share as well. So was there one particular moment when, when it crossed the line, like, wow, this is an issue or was it more of a, a gradual thing over, over a period of time? Yeah, I think it was a gradual thing, probably over, you know, really, man, I would say I knew porn was out of alignment for me um, probably for a decade. I mean, I, I think there, I think there was like points of awareness for me all throughout my relationship with porn, specifically when I would uh, I would maybe like use porn or something like that, like throughout the day and then maybe not be um, like it would take away from work. Or I would use porn instead of going out on a Friday night. I'd be at home on a porn bender or something like that, yeah. a Friday night or a Saturday night, where I would use porn and then I would and then I would go out to the bar, um, you know. And I just I felt socially awkward and sexually disconnected, and I kind of like I had blown my all my power, you know what I mean, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then I would go out. And I I just didn't really feel like I felt like there was it was creating like sexual issues for me. So I would say, man. I would say I was, I had this awareness around it for maybe a decade, you know, but I think as I grew, it became more and more clear to me that as, as I grew, I was like, this, this, this isn't going anywhere healthy. Like, where does this end up in another 10 years? You know what I mean? Right. So I think that was it. And then there's just periods. I mean, just, just to be like straight up, you know, you have like, if you have a relationship with porn and if there's any guys out there listening that, that can relate, you know, you have like these maybe benders or you go a couple days in a row, or maybe you're, using porn a couple times in a day and you kind of have this compulsive relationship with it and you know it's not something you want but you you continue to go back you know and um at some point you're kind of like man you know this isn't cool and i know this is not something that's in alignment with me however i continue to go back despite mm. these commitments I, I i continue to make so that that for me was like something that i realized you know what i uh i need to look into like a coach or something that's what i ended up doing was investing in a coaching program yeah so so you sought out specifically help specifically for porn yeah i mean i've been investing in my life like through personal and spiritual development for forever and this and in this specific case i was like i need a coach you know what i mean and i i saw it interestingly the coach i ended up working with was a gentleman that i had sought out years before and at the time i just wasn't ready to make that investment i spent a couple thousand dollars on a group program um and i got some one-on-one work and everything and uh, i wasn't ready at that time you know but then couple years later, I, I found myself, I was like, it's time. And I, I, had, I was experiencing enough pain around it, if you will, mm. that I was ready to make that investment and, and really take it seriously. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Because, yeah, I've done countless personal growth programs and had a number right. of coaches going back till I think it was like 2006 is when I right. started really getting into, wait, I could be more than I am. Um, right. And I don't recall porn showing up in anybody's you know, interview process, uh, you know, checklist and a questions of, you know, well, often you get kind of the wheel of life and your relationships and your job and your health and all these right. things to evaluate. And, and porn was never on one of them. Um, on the radar, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. Interestingly though, you know, like, like with so many things, you know, it's like, it was one of those things for me that I, I, I recognize as I grew in awareness, you know, and continued to do all the work that you just mentioned. It was one thing that continued, that continued to sabotage all the key areas of my life. I've kind of had a cascading effect, like so many things, you know, 
and it was creating a, a, a some sort of hindrance in terms, I feel, of my spiritual growth or my spiritual evolution, my, my the consciousness of my, you know, evolution of my consciousness, if you will. Mm, yeah. 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 And so in, in my personal experience, I, I, p- porn can be used as a as such a a procrastination device for me. It's yeah. like I'm like oh, I hear all these things I get to do, and no, I'm watching porn. Like, wait, this wasn't my list of things I need to do today. Why? How, when did this happen? Like, how did Absolutely. I get here? Right? And Absolutely. it's just kind of the the unconscious actions and choices. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I find like so th- through my work, you know, thankfully I can say that I'm, I'm porn free now. You know what I mean? But the urge still arises. You know, it's yeah. still like that impulse still arises. I'm a mindfulness practitioner as well. So I've learned to really pay attention to thoughts, feelings, sensations as they arise. And I can, I can now pay attention. This is what I teach our guys to do is like learn to pay attention to these, these loops. It rises as a thought. It rises as the feeling, the feeling triggers a thought, thought triggers a feeling. But I've, I've learned to recognize that. And another part that we focus on is like a lot of times when we go to porn, it's not because we're just trying to satisfy a sexual urge. A lot of times we're hungry. We're tired. We're lonely. We're just looking for 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 um, intellectual stimulation. There's a, l- a lot of reasons that we end up down the rabbit hole, but you know, it's it's oftentimes an, a very toxic way to meet another need, if you will. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, I find that that the root of of all addictions are in avoiding a feeling that's really present. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so Absolutely. this is, is similar to that. And so, yeah. So, so if, if you don't mind, so part of like part of the process that, that worked for me and the part of the process I, I teach is like, let's, let's work to identify what needs are, are really coming up and how can I now meet those needs in a healthier way? Right. It's like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, so you mentioned you're porn free. So is the goal is, is some, is someone seeking your help is the goal to get everyone porn free or is it more find that, that healthy balance place or, mm-hmm. you know, it, yeah, that's it, a good question. That's a good question. I don't think that's exactly defined. I think I think for a guy like like a guy like like me, for instance, my intention and, and my standard is absolute abstinence. You know, for me, it's kind of like and, and I find like a lot of the guys that really resonate with me the most. It's kind of like can uh, someone that's a real alcoholic, should they have a beer or or can they have just one beer? You know, so for me, it's abstinence. And I think a lot of guys that resonate with, with me and, and the work that I do most in our community kind of a kind of identify that yeah it's uh it's it, it's an abstinence it's like a probably shouldn't do it at all kind of thing because if you open the gate you know it can just it can just spiral out of control pretty quickly so yeah. we draw a pretty clear line on it but again i always really respect the individual's journey you know so maybe down the road you you, you do you know maybe reintroduce it to a in a healthy way within your relationship or something like mm-hmm. that so i don't have a clear rule on that but generally speaking we do support the guys in creating absolute abstinence. And I find that's the most effective, at least, at least with our methodology. Yeah. Right. So you kind of mentioned a little bit of, of AA and total abstinence. And, you know, the, I think that one of the phrases is, you know, one is too, one, one's too many and ten's not enough when it comes to, to drinks. So yeah. it, it is, it, is your teaching and coaching, is it related to like a 12 step program or, or not at all? No, I wouldn't say this. I'm sure that if like, you know, probably some of the work that I do and some of the different philosophies and methodologies I use, I'm I'm sure that there's components of that in there. I never did like a 12 step thing, but I know that there are, there's like um, sex and love addicts anonymous. And there are like sex and and, um, sex addiction specific um, 12 steps out there, you know? Um, So I can't, I've not gone through the process and, and 
um, enough to be able to say that, yeah, there's a, it definitely lines up, but I'm sure there's components that are similar, you know? Okay. Yeah. Oh, and, and also, if you don't mind, um, we talked about text as we were kind of prepping the conversation a little bit today. We, we actually utilize a Buddhist 12-step um, recovery um, kind of process, you know? Uh, it's called Refuge Recovery by Noah Levine. And uh, these guys actually have um, communities throughout um, the United States and probably the world. And it's like, it's like, it's like a Buddhist. And when I say Buddhist, it's not religious. It's just kind of like a mindful approach to recovery from addiction, you know? So we, we, we incorporate that into our, um, into our conversation and kind of engage like this mindful mindfulness approach to, um, to abstinence from porn and, any, any other compulsive or addictive behavior that you're dealing with, you know? So there is probably a 12 step component now that you mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you don't have a literally now we're on step two, everybody. No, and, we don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Now, of course I have my process, but it's not, it's not that clearly delineated. Yeah. You know? cool. Yeah. How bad can this get for guys? Like, are, are do you dealing with people that have lost jobs, lost relationships, lost, mm-hmm. lost even more? Like what? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And, and so the people like on the outside, uh, maybe oftentimes just women who just don't kind of get it, you know, or maybe and th- there are guys that I have that I have conversation with that are just like, yeah, porn's just never been an issue for me. Maybe, you know, maybe they, maybe they're things something else. They just kind of don't get it. Um, and I have this, um, this vantage point, you know, guys come into our community and they reach out to me specifically or they share or they get into one of our group programs and they, they you know, it's a very vulnerable space and they, yeah, man, it destroys lives. It destroys marriages, you know, money, careers, um, mental health. I mean, it, it gets really bad, man. And, you know, like we're just touching the tip of the iceberg when we're looking at sex addiction, but you know, porn is one thing. And then there's like the whole world of sex addiction, you know, prostitutes and, you know, online, online relationships and all kinds of stuff. It gets, it gets deep, you know, but yeah, it's really, it's very, um, it's very detrimental, you know? Yeah. So, so I'm older than the internet. When, when I was growing up, it was like, you know, every neighborhood's every neighborhood had that place where porn is in the woods over there and you're finding old magazines or someone had an uncle that had their playboy collection in the basement and, yeah. and things like that. So that's how it was shared. So has, has the benefits and widespread use of technology is, is the, is the fact that porn is everywhere and easily accessible, is that something that has made this a worse situation for people? Oh, I would definitely say, I would definitely say so. I mean, like, yeah, same, same for me. Like when I was young and introduced to porn, you know, I didn't have the internet in my house, you know, but as soon as that internet dial up modem came into the house, you know, and then it progressed to high speed and then it progressed to being on your phone then high speed on your phone. Yeah, I think so. It's just like, it's just like, you know, you need it. You need to scratch that itch. Boom! You can scratch that itch instantaneously. And I think, you know, there's like a there's a multi-billion-dollar industry behind the porn industry, and it's very intentional about I think getting people addicted. Frankly, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so it's very intentional, and I, I think they know that they're tapped into that sex drive, and it, it can turn into a very compulsive type relationship. And you know, you feel that urge, and boom! You know, one touch of a button, you're there, man. Mm-hmm. And you know, I hear a story about guys using porn in the bathroom at work, you know, and this is where it gets, where it can be detrimental and, um, you know, create issues, you know, in the car, all kind of stuff, man, because it's always right there, you know, it's always right there. Yeah. I remember, um, I worked at a a small startup and I was part of the IT department and the CEO had us start tracking websites people were visiting Mm -hmm. and we had to give them a list. And the list was longer than any of us would have guessed of people that visited porn sites at work. Yes. And many said, 
it's my lunch hour. I, I can do whatever I want. And right. I was just like, wow. Like, I, 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 you know, I, 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 was just, I was just really stunned. But the, the list was long. And the people defending their right to, to have access to porn. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so this is judgmental because I'm making a judgment. But, like, I would think, like, well, if, if you can't, you know, make it through your eight-hour day without looking, then there, there, there's, there's got to be an issue there. Um, there's and, one of your one of your maybe uh red flags so to yeah, speak as you as you inquired yeah. about earlier yeah 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 so that was that was the first time i remember coming and, and really confronted with um wow this could be something that that everybody can't control yes and and but you know i'm uh you know it's kind of two-faced to me even saying that because the times where where i where my porn use might have ever been out of control I was working at home, so it didn't affect you, you know. So I'm like, oh, I didn't have that problem that that guy had that I saw. But, exactly. Uh, but and I'm even in uh, different men's groups now. That even now, as adult men, every now and then, some will say, "Hey, how often do you watch porn every day?" And people are just interested. And there's a contest. And it's like, oh, I'm three times a day. Oh, I'm I'm uh, masturbating yeah. five times a day. And like, yeah. like, what are we? You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> crazy man, crazy. Do, do you have any? Do you get into the? Uh, the research and scientific side and have an idea like what, what watching porn actually does to our brains? Um, I, yes, I, uh, first of all, I'm no expert, but I do, I do look at that. And there's definitely a connection to like, like serotonin and, and different chemicals in the brain. Um, I did a training in our group. Uh, first of all, let me just mention again, text, your brain on porn is an excellent, um, is an excellent uh, reference on this. Um, so I've been through that a couple of times and I also suggest it to our guys to go through, but yeah, if there's a, there's definitely, there's definitely a correlation to the brain and I forget what part of the brain that, that it does, um, that it does affect, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely neurological, yeah. neurological connection there. Yeah. Okay. And well, I guess there had to be for, it, it's not the addiction into the level of, of alcohol and drugs where there's a physical need for a component, right. but I, I, you know, in my own experience, any any compulsive addiction, any addiction of an action, you do get addicted to those chemicals that your body is creating in response to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I, I think you know, there's it's it, it's an interesting conversation. You know, like the distinction between like what is compulsive behavior versus what is an addiction. You know, but I know it lights up the brain the same way a drug would. You know what I mean? So there's like that in terms of an addictive quality, and um. What I would say is, is I think the distinction, because I've thought about it, we've had the conversation. So like the distinction between maybe where it's not uh, an addiction, like uh, alcohol or drug, you know, alcohol or drugs, you might go through a physical withdrawal if you don't have that substance, you know what I mean? Whereas if you don't get your porn, you're not going to have that kind of physical withdrawal, but you do have, you know, ask anybody that has this relationship with porn or sex, you know, this sex drive is a very powerful compelling drive within the body you know so i think you know you do feel overcome by the urge overcome by the impulse you know it does seem to have a real physical like guys talk about not being able to control themselves so it does seem to really have a powerful effect physically as well but you don't get those physical withdrawal symptoms in the same way i do hear about guys again we we support the guys in in this abstinence process so i hear guys you know day seven day 10 day 20 day 30 going 40 50 days and Maybe restless sleep, um, you know, sweaty, sweaty palms, you know, perspiration, 
jittery, um, you know, maybe, so, so I, I do hear similar things, but it's not this, this hard physical reaction like you hear with drugs, you know? And, and I get, I, I imagine that anytime you're depriving yourself of something you're used to having and part of you wants to have that, you know, the, the emotions you've been bearing are going to rise up too. So Absolutely. The, you know, be, it, be, it, be it anger, shame, whatever you've been using it to cover up is now there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So now you got to deal with your shit as I, as I say, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's like we're, we're young and we, we develop this relationship with porn and, and that's always been our go-to for some people it's food, for some people it's cigarettes, for some people it's drugs, for whatever, you know, it's different for everybody, but yeah, that's like our go-to to, to, um, to scratch the itch, you know, and to, to soothe. Um, and, and maybe we've never really given ourselves the opportunity to, to address these things in a healthy way, you know. Uh, you mentioned that at, at a young age. So, any idea if the age someone starts engaging in porn has has an outcome on the likelihood that it becomes a problem for them? I don't. I mean, I would say the younger is probably the the more dangerous because you're less conscious, you know, and you start developing these neural connections. You know what I mean? And it becomes more hardwired in the brain. I would think the younger is probably, you know, more dangerous. You know, yeah, more likely. Yeah. And you know, we're talking about kind of the addictive nature, but then especially if you're young, the notion of seeing porn as reality, like if if your sex education is yeah. from porn, mm-hmm. that that's going to mess you up. Absolutely. That's another one that, that uh, I think your brain on porn does a really nice job of, co- of covering. Yeah. A lot of guys that is their, that is literally like, that's like their first sexual experiences, man. And then that is their idea of sex and that's their idea of intimacy, you know? So yeah, it's, it's very powerful in terms of like, I think forming those, those expectations and those standards. Yeah. So is, is part of breaking that addiction then finding a new way to, to, to learn and experience what, what, what healthy relationships, what intimacy is, is like in the real world? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a, that's a compelling motivator. You know, I think, you know, for me, like a lot of the work we do is like, let's, let's get it out of your life, you know, and let's return to some normalcy. And like, it's like, once you clear the clutter and you've got it out, you know, and you've created some stability, it's like now I, I think your body has this, this, your body, your, your mind, your spirit has this way of kind of finding, seeking like natural homeostasis. You know what I mean? Like it, it kind of resets, you know, if you, if you ever look like no fap or anything like this, you know, these, these guys that are it's like hardcore, no porn, no ejaculation, no sex for extended periods, they call it like a reboot or a reset. So I think after a period of time, you know, once you, once you are able to abstain, I think you can return you know, to some healthy, natural intimacy, I think there's like an auto course correction that takes place. So that was my experience, you know? Hmm. Yeah. You, you mentioned ejaculate. So let's get there. So does no porn, does at porn abstinence mean it, it's a masturbation abstinence or are they two separate issues? Not for us, not as a cold, hard rule. Again, I always, I always allow the guys to, to tune in with their own spirit. Like, you know, where, what, what do you feel like you're in need of? And, you know, maybe it is taking 30 days of, of you know, I, I, we got a guy going through our program right now who was like at 48 or 50 days of, of no, ejac- no, no porn, no ejaculation, no, no sex or anything like that. Um, but that's not the rule. Again, my thing is always like, 
I really focus on let's let me help you or let let this let this organization let this work help you get strong and being abstinent from porn, you know, and um, whatever else you need to do along the way, I think is, is really up to you. If it's I support and encourage like healthy masturbation, if you feel like you need if you don't have a partner and you just need to do something with that energy and you haven't learned to be able to just kind of sit with that energy yet, which is also something we teach, then just do what you got to do, but just, but just don't introduce the toxicity of the porn. That's really what we support it. Yeah. Cool. I imagine this is going to be different for every single person, but is there a, a, a general idea of how long it takes to break the addiction aspect? <sighs> that's a good one, man. I think that's a good one. I don't know. I think, you know, for me, the, the the reason that it was it was it was tough for me. It's like after, as as I grew, let's say I grew in awareness or grew in consciousness or grew in maturity, I was able to go for longer periods without, you know. But you know, days, weeks, months. But then I even found myself sometimes after six months going back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I don't know after six months or nine months. Heck, I, sometimes I feel like if I wasn't if I wasn't held to such a high degree of integrity, you know, by our community and, and the commitment that I have to, to our community and to myself through this work, I mean, who knows where I might be, you know what I mean? So I feel like we always have to be vigilant, but I think after 60 days, 90 days, you know, six months, you know, nine months, I feel like for me, what uh, a lot of the work we do, and I think a lot of the terminology or the language we like to use around it is, it's, we're like learning to build a muscle, so to speak, you know what I mean? To abstain from this, from this behavior, you know? So we learn to, to recognize we don't have to react to every thought, to every emotion that comes up. We learn that uh, I don't want to experience that pain anymore. And I want to experience this, this vision of a better life and a better me. So I'm now more motivated to, to make a new healthier behavior. So it's like, we're learning to build this muscle that we just never developed um, in our younger years, you know? Um, so I don't know. It's, it's kind of like, is, is an alcoholic ever completely free or must they always remain vigilant? Must they always keep their guard up, you know? Um, so I'm not sure if there's a clear answer to that. But I think after, again, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, you're definitely getting a lot better at making those choices. You don't feel so out of control, so to speak, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, it can be um, like AA, like one day at a time. One day at a time, No, yeah, no yeah. porn today, great. And, and Right. Yeah, and that's and that's why like I'm always thinking about how do we create long term support, you know, and and community for for our guys because I think staying tapped into community and and staying tapped into accountability, staying tapped into the conversation, helping the next guy that's coming down the road, all that stuff like leadership is a big component of what we do. So all that stuff keeps you accountable, keeps you tapped in, keeps you in in integrity, you know. Yeah. So so it's not like a a, a man comes into your program. Um is abstinent for 60 days and then moves on. It's like, they're welcome to, to help and show the next Always. guy. And yeah, that's, that's, I think that's really, that's my vision is to continue just to build a community, a, a network of men that, you know, that have accomplished this for themselves if they want to. And also, um, also there's support in place for the next guy coming down the road. If, you know, there's, I'm, I'm working on creating more and more opportunities for, for the, for the guys in our community to remain engaged in that way. Yeah. Cool. And you've mentioned yourself, your own kind of personal growth and, and evolution kind of leading you to, to want to change this and making it easier to, to do without porn. Yeah. And absolutely. is that something you see as a trigger for a lot of other guys? Like, are they growing in some way and then they realize, wow, this is holding me back? I think so. I think so. Again, I think once, you know, I've always been very intentional about personal development, spiritual development, 
you know, evolution of consciousness, you know? And yeah, I think at some point you kind of have this awareness, you know, that it's not, um, that it's not in alignment for you or it's out of integrity for you, you know? Um, it's, it's, so a big component of the work we do is it's, uh, it's, it's like we focus on the issue of porn very specifically, but it's also like a personal and spiritual development uh, idea as well. So we really, we teach daily growth, you know, in, in all key areas of life. And it's like, as you're continuing to grow in consciousness and awareness, you can't help at some point, but to kind of recognize the behaviors that don't serve you anymore. It's like, I used to smoke cigarettes and at some point, I, I, I began to recognize what feeling good felt like so much that when I smoked a cigarette, I'm like, oh, I don't want to, you know, yeah. when you start drinking a lot of water, I always got my gallon with me. When, when you don't drink a lot of water one day, you kind of recognize like, man, like drinking water is like an important standard for me. Yeah. Same thing with eating healthy, you know? So for me, you know, like that growth and development of awareness is like a crucial part to the process. Yeah. No, and, and I would say whenever with myself or working with other people, yeah, like uh, awareness is the key. If you don't have awareness of an issue, you can't, you can't change it. You have, you have Absolutely. no idea. Absolutely. Yeah. And until yeah. you have an experience of, you know, and get that discernment of uh, the good, that how, how good your body, your mind, your soul can feel, you don't know yeah. that it's possible. And then go, oh, well, that, all this other stuff I was doing was keeping me from this great state. Like, exactly. And, and with that, you know, some guys, like, maybe they don't have the awareness around it yet. And maybe they've been, they've had, they've had porn in their life for, for years, ever since they were kids. And they don't realize why they're anxious all the time. They don't recognize why they're awkward around women. They don't recognize why they're socially awkward. They don't realize why maybe they have low energy. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think that um, at some point you wake up to that and you kind of begin to see this correlation. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I'm always in some spiritual program. It, it seems, but I did a big one uh, like end of 2019 and so, so early in 2020, I, I realized like, wow, I, I haven't watched porn in three months. And yeah. like, this was without, uh, without that being a goal, without any sort of intention. Um, but then once I noticed it, uh, like it, it didn't last much longer than that. As soon as I shine the light, I'm, look what I've done. Like, why did, you know, and maybe because it wasn't a conscious goal. That decided, right, well, right. let's let's clear, let's change this up right away. Right, you know? right. But, Psyched yourself out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, because because again, so many spiritual programs do talk about keeping that sexual energy and and not yes. and, and, and so there's all sorts of different. Yeah, I guess there's different levels to get it. So if, if you start porn and then you discover, oh, I want to explore. Do, do guys kind of get on that on that? Um, Absolutely, yeah. It's like it's like new. You know, one of the coolest things to observe is like a guy that kind of like is continually waking up through the work. And it's like, oh my gosh, my energy is coming back. My confidence is coming back. I'm connecting more. I'm more present with my family now. You know what I mean? And this, these different levels continue to emerge. You know, I'm sure you understand, you know? So um, yeah, in the same way, you know, that sex energy, that's our creative energy. We literally create life with that energy, you know? And so like this idea of like sex, sex transmutation, semen retention, like Tantra, all these ideas, you know, this is old ancient stuff, you know, philosophies. Um, so, and, and, and I'm always uh, bringing people into, I, I've developed kind of like a similar kind of conversation with our, within our community. Like how do we cultivate this energy and how do we direct this energy? And um, um, yeah, so I think there's continual, like, what do I do with all this energy I have? What do I do with all this power? How do I direct it and utilize it for, for good? And, utilize it in ways that um that give me energy instead of make me feel uh, poorly about myself you know what i mean yeah i don't know if i got off track on that on that question yeah, yeah, I, there, there are no tracks okay there's, cool there's, <laughs> there's just there's just where we're going <laughs> right on brother right on cool um 
when you're guiding people and helping them and get clear porn, do there need to be definitions? Like if I go to a strip club, is that different? If it's like live and in person, is it not porn? You know, is porn just recordings and, you know, like, yeah. How, what is porn? Maybe that's what I, I want to ask. Great, I think that's a great question. I think it's a great question. So again, I always go back to what do you think? You know what I mean? Like I'm old, we're always talking about just higher and higher levels of personal integrity. You know what I mean? So uh, again, so I'm going to wear, I'm, I'm an awareness practice, uh, uh, like a mindfulness practitioner. So I, I like to pay attention. At, you know, we can cultivate this ability to kind of watch where our energy is going, watch where our attention is going. So it's like, it's like, you know, some, some guys will bring up the questions like, I haven't watched any porn, but I've been on YouTube watching kind of iffy videos, maybe, you know, uh, maybe I'm on Instagram going through some stuff and, you know, it's like, it's like, okay, great. You haven't watched porn, you know, but um, where's your energy going? You know, it's like, you're kind of still going in that, in that same direction uh, energetically, you know, it's like, you kind of feel the momentum of that, of that, um, that decision or that, that action. So again, I don't chastise it, but I just, I just encourage the guys and it's like, let's continue to raise that. It's like, where are you really going? Because what can happen is, you know, anybody that's done with it, you maybe say, I'm just going to watch a YouTube video or, and then it's maybe just a little bit more and a little bit more. It's like, if we open, that's why we have to be vigilant. I believe we call it being a guardian at the gate and not really opening that gate because a YouTube video before long can turn into maybe something soft core. And then before you know it, you're on a bender and it's been a couple of days or whatever. You can spiral yeah. out of control quickly, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's really, more of it's more of using any media as yeah. as you would porn it right. doesn't doesn't right. matter if everybody's fully clothed doesn't matter right. if it's just a, exactly. a conversation between attractive people and you're exactly you're, you're, yeah okay yeah and again we wouldn't we wouldn't um we wouldn't scold it you know what i mean we wouldn't scold you but we just continue to encourage just like like why don't you just be honest with yourself and and where do you feel energetically you're going with this with this behavior you know what i mean you can kind of see that you're kind of still going that you're scratching that itch maybe just a different way now you know what i mean so to speak yeah so pornography is certainly widespread. Um, how widespread do you, do you find porn addiction to be? Oh, uh, well, it's, I, it's, I mean, we've got guys as part of our community that are, it's, it's, it's global community. You know what I mean? So I would say it's, it's global. I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the hundreds of millions or maybe billions. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And let's, is to get help to, to, to say, I've got a problem does it does it have we talked about earlier does it have to be kind of self discovery or if it's you know uh, spouse parents or boss if if someone's telling you you've got a problem can, yeah. can that lead to help or does does that just kind of make a bigger problem i think so but i think i mean i think it's like with anything you've got to come to it on your own you know um i think you have to have your own personal kind of rock bottom if you will and just kind of recognize like i can't do it on my own uh, like, where is this going? You know what I mean? I, I, I don't have any tolerance for this in my life anymore. Maybe it's an intervention. Maybe it's an intervention from your family because you've, it's, it's gotten so far out of control, you know, but I think there's gotta be some kind of rock bottom that you kind of have this, like this awareness, this awakening around and just be like, gotta do something. Cause what I've been doing isn't working, you know? Yeah. Are there things that people try on their own that, that don't work? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of stuff out there. Um, Commitments to themselves. I'm, you know, I'm never going back. Commitments to a spouse. Commitment to God. That's a big one. You know, um, there's accountability software. There's no fap groups. Um, you know, of course, reading a book, downloading an audio. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a, there's a million things out there. But at, at the end of the day, it's like if you're not really powerfully, energetically committed, 
it seems like after a period of time, either you either forget about the pain and you end up slipping back. You kind of forget about all of the powerful reasons you said you were never going to go back. You just you just kind of talk yourself back into it, or maybe you're in a weak and vulnerable state and you and you're triggered, you know, and you slip back into it, you know. Um, yeah, so that'd be my yeah. So so your group is called Making Peace with Porn. Yes. And mm-hmm. so how long have you been? How long has this group been going? We began this back at the end of 2019. I think November, December timeframe we started okay. the group up. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And in, is it? Are there live interactions? Are there videos? Are there calls? Is it? Is it all just uh, you know text and messaging supporting each other? How, uh, you know what right, what's, right. what happens inside the group? Yeah, I mean, I've got a couple of different levels to the support we provide, but just in the basic group on Facebook, it's um. I, I really do my best to like, uh, you'll see a big personal and spiritual development theme, you know, but I really do my best to be very active, very engaged, um, and, and really provide a, a lot of value. So if you came in there and you really tapped into the conversation that was going on, I think, I think there's a lot to extract from that. I do regular, uh, trainings, uh, in the group, weekly live trainings. Uh, we do, um, I call them conscious conversations. So we bring other experts into the community. We interview them and try to diversify the conversation and bring new fresh wisdoms and window wisdom and perspective into the, into the group. Um, so yeah, that, that's what someone would see. And then, so we always encourage the guys come in, make a share. Uh, I, I really am very intentional about cultivating uh, a, a really a conscious, a healthy, a supportive community. Like our whole thing is uh, making peace with porn. Like our slogan is we are noble men. So I really do my best to vet and watch for the intention of, of the group members and make sure that we've got a group of heart centered, conscious noble men you know and that um if you do engage in that community you'll be you'll be surrounded with support and of course as the community grows there's more and more engagement that that continues to occur you know and you know so we're just talking about men here and i believe that the group is just for men yes have you come across that that does does porn porn addiction affect women as well interestingly yes you know and so i always like i always give love to the ladies too and you know just due to the nature of the group, it's just for men only just right. provides that safe, private, discreet container to have the conversation, you know? Um, but yeah. So the more we have the conversation and the more maybe women reach out to me or, you know, the conversation comes up with women. I know. Yeah. Porn is a thing for women. I'm not sure they have the same kind of that instinctive, instinctual, I don't know, relationship with porn or sex, like in the same way guys do, maybe they do, you know what I mean? I'm not, so I'm not sure exactly what that experience is like from a women's perspective, but I've definitely, I definitely um, have heard and I've heard the accounts of women that are addicted to porn um, and definitely women that, that like porn. They, maybe it's not an issue for them, but they enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and definitely women that reach out to me, it's like, I got a porn and sex addiction thing. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it kind of encompasses maybe um, a myriad of, of um, aspects, you know? Mm. If if someone's listening to this and they're recognizing that they're finally ready to be like, yeah, I, I I've got a problem. I'm resonating with this, and this this mm-hmm. is affecting my life in ways I don't want. Like, what what are some recommendations? What what can they do you know, right now? Yes. Okay. Good. Um. So, find uh, there's a handful of things, and and I'll list them in no particular order. Maybe. Um. I think uh, community. You know, get yourself and get yourself connected to powerful community that you really resonate with. You know, someone that, that when you hear them speak, or when you see the methodology or you, you, you're, you bear witness of the conversation, it resonates, it clicks with you. You know, get yourself involved. Um, 
I think, I mean, the biggest thing for me, man, I think is, is, is make a powerful declaration, make a powerful commitment. Again, for me, it was, it was investing in a coach, you know, I didn't take it seriously until I put my money where my mouth is and I made a powerful energetic investment. You, you know, the power of that, man. And that's really for me, what it took for me to really take it seriously and take the work seriously. I think, I think that's the most powerful thing. But in, and at the same time, I know that there are guys that have, that have overcome porn and they have not done that. They just kind of figured it out on their own, you know? Yeah. But I think that's the one thing. And I think beyond that is, is really support, community, accountability. That's, 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 that's key. That's crucial, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I find that in, in, in for any issue. Like, I, I've, I believe men's groups are the most powerful thing that men just aren't taking advantage of us to the extent that they can. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, standing on on the on the shoulders of giants as, as they say yeah, you know yeah yeah, yeah. cool so w- what's the best way for people to reach out to you to to learn more about the group to discuss to find it well thank you so much i, I appreciate that brother um so uh if you're on facebook we have a private men's only facebook group it's making peace with porn you can find it very is uh very easy um, so that's a private group on Facebook. If you're on there, my name is Matt Sinkovich. You can also find me very easily there. If, if you're hearing this and you're not on Facebook, you can email me directly at makingpeacewithporn at gmail.com. Yeah, that'd be a, a way to reach us as well. Great. And if you're somewhere, you, you can't drop this down. You can't, you, you can't remember it. You can't, whatever it is, uh, at realmenfeel.org and the show notes for the episode, we'll have links to every book mentioned. We'll have links to the group uh, and we'll, get you Matt's Matt's email address there as well. Matt, is there anything, and this doesn't have to be related to only porn, this is to life. Is there anything mm-hmm. that you wish more men realized? That's a, that's a great question, man. Um, I think that, I, I mean, you know, just to keep it simple, I think grow every day, grow every day, you know, grow every day some way, you know, and I, I'm a big, I'm a big like um, advocate, and this is my thing: is like grow every way in all the key areas. Grow in the key areas of your health, your spirituality, you know, your business and your personal development, your relationships. You know, um, grow every day, and also I think really, maybe, maybe even more important is begin shifting f- from like this victim mentality that says the world is happening to me. I'm a victim of the circumstances external of me, or I'm a victim of my mind or a victim of my thoughts and feelings and emotions into this, into this powerful position of, of ownership, into accountability, into responsibility, take ownership for yourself and for your life. And if we can just even plant that seed, you know, cause, cause once you do that, you can take your power back, you know, and you're not a victim anymore. So I think that's grow every day and just begin to just take ownership of your life and all of your circumstances, cool. you know, crucial brother yeah yeah i i couldn't agree more and yeah. you know there's one more thing i want to uh, touch on that that i i didn't get to if someone is going to continue to be a porn consumer mm-hmm. should they care about where this porn is coming from and how it's created i think so i think so um you know i don't i don't that's not like that's not a huge angle that we take and I'm very aware, and we definitely have that conversation, and we share information. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of dark stuff that goes on within the porn industry, within the sex industry, sex trafficking, pedophilia. There, and this is a big hot, hot topic conversation today. So I think anybody that's aware um, could be aware of that as, as a powerful motivator as well. I find for me, like when I'm 
when I'm looking to make a powerful shift or powerful change in my life, if I can have multiple reasons for making that shift, it's, it's even more powerful. Maybe if I want to quit cigarettes, it's my health. It's because I don't want to stink anymore. It's because I don't want to have bad breath. It's because I, I don't want to spend all that money on cigarettes anymore. I've got children now. I want to live a healthier life. So multiple reasons, right? So maybe the porn thing is not, maybe, maybe one of your reasons is not because of your personal relationship with it, but maybe it's the adverse effect and, and, and the, the, the darker side of porn that is most definitely real, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, so I think that's, I think that's an important consideration. Definitely. Yeah. Cause no, you know, there's a lot of talk. Well, there's always been, there's a lot of even more than talk. There's a lot more action these days around social justice. Yes. And, you know, can, you know, there, you can get a mutual fund that only invests in socially conscious companies. And, you know, you can be more conscious of, you know, you, you only eat at restaurants where the owners support your political beliefs. And I just, I have not heard people talk about porn is one of those ways, like how you control your porn dollars and your viewership. And, you know, and I think there's a, there's almost no, again, I, I think people realize what they see as porn is not real, but then, you don't know the reality of how that porn is made yeah. too. It's not yes. like, it's not, I don't, I'm sure it's not a good time for everybody that you might right. want to pretend it is. Yeah. I mean, there's this whole, there's always this conversation of consent, you know what I mean? And that, that that's a big one. I think uh, amongst that conversation, yeah, consent. And, um, and so, and at the same time, again, I do my best not to judge, you know, I don't judge the guy that says I have a healthy relationship with porn. I don't just judge the porn industry as a whole. Cause there's also like, there's like, most definitely like components of it that seem healthy, you know, consensual adults. And there's like a a more loving kind of porn genre. You know what I mean? So I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to support, you know, the, the, the gentlemen that know it's, it's not for them and they can't, they can't get it out of their lives themselves, you know? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, So this isn't about an anti-porn crusade. This is about if it's impacting you and your life detrimentally, get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. You can, yeah. You can. Yeah, and you can, yeah. There's the more important point that you can. It's not yeah. just wishful thinking. Yeah, brother. Cool, cool. Awesome. Uh, I've been talking with Matt, um, Matt Sinkovitz, uh, Making Peace with Porn. Much needed. Really appreciate you being out there, being seen. I'm sure this is not an easy thing to be uh, identified with, to become again to to raise your hat and say yeah i'm the uh i'm the be at the porn abstinence guy and i'm willing to talk about it mm-hmm. and but again it it's needed and i'm sure your community is very grateful and appreciative for your work and uh, I, again i hope you uh are filled with you know pride and accomplishment and 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 seeing the lives impacted with, with what you share and how you help people yeah that's the most rewarding part, brother, to see lives transformed and, you know, to see those reports come in, those results come in. That's, it's always like, thank you. Cause it's like, you know, you're like, you're, you're doing something that matters. Man. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. So again, Matt, thanks for being here. Uh, everyone else. Thanks for listening. Wherever you're discovering real men feel, uh, show us some love, uh, a like, a share, a review, comments, uh, let someone else know about the show. And especially if you, you think anyone is struggling with porn addiction, share this show with them, share Matt with them and, uh, you know, get them some healthy, non-confrontational help. Cool. Thank, thank you so much, brother. It's been an honor to be here, man. Great conversation. I love it. All right. My pleasure. Uh, until next time, everyone, be good to yourself. Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Contact us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Join the private Real Men Feel Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Real Men Feel.
Learn more about author, coach, and healer Andy Grant at theandygrant.com. If you enjoyed this episode, it would help us greatly if you gave a review wherever you are listening right now. It takes less than a minute and helps other people discover Real Men Feel.